Hello, everyone, and welcome to Epic Loot Radio. My name is Brian, and joining me today is Mike. You might know him from MMO Bomb or Ready Check Radio. That's R A I D E O. Uh, and we're going to be talking about MMOs, the current state of the game, on what is the current players in the game. Where do we see this this year basically wrapping itself up? A lot of really good topics uh, to talk about today. So, Mike, thank you so much for joining me. For those of you who don't know you, I've been following you. We're 1.0 Final Fantasy veterans. Yeah. I've been following you since the OG days where you and Mike had your podcast, where you guys were making your content. And uh, and so I've been yeah. a fan of yours for a long time. And so we've since then become friends. We're fellow thespians. Like, there's so much that, like, fellow parents as well. So I always yeah. just have the best time hanging out with you. And thank you so much for taking time to talk with me today. But... For those of you who like, don't... how do you follow up that flattery, man? That was dude. Well, I'm jealous you. of your thank wall. You. Your wall like... also continues to like give me like a little penis envy, you know? Maybe I don't <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, but uh, for those of you who don't know you, why don't you just kind of introduce yourself and what you currently playing and what you're excited about yeah. here in the next month? Yeah, so I, I appreciate being here. I love always being here. Uh, been here with you and Chris and with a couple other guests uh, throughout the years too. It's always a lot of fun. Looking forward to today. Uh, yeah, so I've been at MMOBomb.com. Uh, we cover all things multiplayer there. It used to be just free-to-play only. Uh, these days, it's all multiplayer. So mostly MMORPGs, you know, that type of stuff. Doing first-look videos and columns by some of our uh, our staff there. I've, I've been running that place for a while. A lot of fun. Uh, so definitely check that one out. That pays the bills. But then, yeah, Ready Check Radio was... I remember being on Game Breaker, right, with Gary Gannon mm. and Mike Schaffnett, many, and, and AKA Mike B, and many of those uh, people I'm still friends with. In fact, Schaffnett and I were talking yesterday about doing a Zelda show because of the direct. So that's going to happen in the coming weeks. All right. But anyway, uh, I wanted to do my own thing there with, with something like that, uh, without the pressure of the sponsors and money and all that stuff that came with Game Breaker being as established as it was at the time. So during COVID on furlough, started Ready Check Radio, kicked it off with three podcasts that were specific to Blizzard, Square Enix, and gaming in general. Um, yeah, we put the Blizzard one on hiatus. Uh, that's it. it, <laughs> last it may year, come last back. summer? Is that yeah, the timing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We put that one on hiatus. That was a collective uh, volunteer staff. We're all volunteers, even myself. Uh, we all made the decision that we don't want to promote this right now, uh, even though we support the people developing it. So we're going to put this on hiatus. It'll come back, I'm sure, at some point. But we still do the Relic Grind, which is Square Enix Final Fantasy XIV, every Thursday at 7 Eastern. You took part in our... Uh, content creators oh, dude, that was uh, Final so Fantasy fun. Jeopardy. I was uh, so fun. I was actually scheduled to be on another episode and then unfortunately yeah. we had a family emergency that took me out to New Orleans and I was like hey, I don't think I'm going to make it back in time. I'm so sorry. Oh, that was wild. But yeah, like such a fun show, dude. Like you put like this guy puts together some really fun Shows. I make the best content nobody watches. <laughs> <laughs> Let's change that internet. Let's change that today. Because I'm never promoting it. Like it's just a it's my fun thing. And you know, hey, if six of you or eight of you, I think, go follow us on Twitch, we'll hit six hundred followers. So that'll be cool. Uh but yeah, readycheckradio.com. All the socials are in the upper right hand corner of the the show schedules. And come by. It's just a lot of fun. And if you didn't know Final Fantasy had a trading card game. And you want to learn how to play? I do those streams every Monday as well. It's fun. That's you watched awesome. all three Jeopardies. They were great. Thank you. There's going to be one more with the Tournament of Champions coming up. 
Oh yeah, that's gonna be exciting to see uh, the conclusion with the Tournament of Champions. I uh, I, I jeopardied it up, so like if you guys go catch out my episode. Like I was doing really well, and then I was like, I'm putting it all on, putting it all yeah. on the line, and then it's just like the money just do do. And so there's some really tough questions. What was really exciting is to really kind of like, oh man, like hey, I, I didn't, I learned a lot, and then at the same time there was like, oh uh, yeah, I know that one. That's really great, yeah. especially whenever you brought up Final Fantasy XI stuff. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm the I'm the ringer on this one. <laughs> yeah, I've got that were. one. Yeah, uh, you were. Then we had Fusion, who was also the ringer yeah. when he came on, and oh, Final yeah. Fantasy XI had a few questions there as well. Although uh, Rook kind of beat him on that category. Rook almost won that entire game it came down to final jeopardy fusion talked all this shit at the beginning <laughs> and then rook almost stole the thing yeah uh it was so close it was a good game it was That's, a good game yeah, it's a lot game. of fun good game now before we jump into kind of our main topics we got some supporters going off in chat so papa fuzz joining the club uh yammering upgrading his club to the tier three bahamut tier uh thank you guys also for the members here hanging out i appreciate you guys uh if you guys have uh, seen i uh, kind of been having a little bit of crazy summer financial stuff so uh, you guys have been stepping up and helping support the content uh, when I was sitting down doing the math, I was like, I'm putting a lot of hours. I was like, I, I neither need to, like, I don't want to bring on sponsors because the only sponsors at least that seem to like want to work with me are sponsors that I will never tell. And you could guess in chat, like a name of one and you'd be right. Uh, there's also like all this crazy crypto NFT stuff. They're like, oh, and I'm like, no, 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 no. Oh, we get that on MMO all the time, all dude. The time. I'm just, I think they're just kind of like geared, like there's either big scam getting ready to like, you know, spring on everybody or they're just like, gearing up because they're just like sitting on all this like money and they're like well let's try to get you know more people into this but so you, you don't want to you don't want to pitch manscape and uh put actually, in ball we, puns no <laughs> I, I do like manscape though they actually have sponsored the work i worked a game uh etc i use their their uh their trimmer not necessarily on the boys but like to keep uh to keep the the beard nice and clean and stuff like Look, that so free plugs send yeah us free plug free plug Free plugs. Send us, just to send us a box of money. Free yeah. plugs, right? Yeah, now. free plugs. No, so like, yeah, like the the sponsors I have worked with, like, but those are a little bit more few and far between. So, yeah, I love my Raycons, and then I love my Secret Lab chair. Uh, you can always use the command chair in line and uh, in chat to get a, a link that will support me. Uh, they're not sponsoring anything. They just have we just have an affiliate link with them, namely because I've been sitting in these chairs for seven years, and I was like, you know, I'm on I'm on stream all the time with your chair. I, I clearly enjoy it. Uh, right. <laughs> yo, is there a link? So uh, on that note, uh, let's go into kind of really my first question. And uh, I actually have been, I developed kind of like five questions. I'm just going around asking like everybody um, because it's in interesting to see where people's answers are. And so far, I think I've gotten to question number two with <laughs> because question number one leads to so many other like discussions. And so that's really where we're going to start, obviously with question number one. What is an MMORPG to you? Oh God! And I had the questions in advance, and I've been like five days now, and I've been thinking about them, and I'm like, oh God! I didn't, ugh. so I I have a a personal like problem with the the I guess it's not a problem, but with MMORPG as it's kind of meant or, or used today, mm -hmm. uh, it's so broad. <laughs> Um, and in doing like the MMO bomb stuff where that is a, you know, a professional site where I get paid and we cover straight news and then we have very separate editorial stuff. Like I always have to be cognizant of not just the definition of what it is to me, like MMORPG to me is Final Fantasy 14 is World of Warcraft is EverQuest. Those RPGs, character development, open world, persistence, social aspects, community, dungeons, guilds, like 
the traditional MMORPG definition, that is like what it is to me personally. But I was raised playing those games when MMORPG became a term. Mm-hmm. Like when I started playing Final Fantasy XI, I didn't know what the hell was. It, was it even a term yet? I don't know. Like I couldn't tell you because I. It was an online care. game. Yeah, See, it, it was like I, it was an online one. multiplayer Final Fantasy. Yeah. So I don't. I honestly with you like. I stepped into 11. It may have been, but I have been. no idea because it's not that it was just, hey, I'm going to play Final Fantasy online. I'm going to play yeah. the online game. Yeah. Oh, Dark man. Age of Camelot. Yeah. Like those, that is my personal thing. But I also have to recognize from a business perspective running MMO Bomb that MMO, MMORPG, they all have generally different uh, accepted meanings today. Like you constantly see the arguments of is Fortnite an MMO? Mm hmm. Not an MMORPG, obviously right. it's not, but is it an MMO? Right. Massively multiplayer online. online. Well, it would seem to fall into all those categories, but then there are people that extend that MMORPG aspect saying persistent open world to MMO and say, no, it can't be because MMOs, not just MMORPGs have to have this. So it's so nutty to me personally, it is that bucket, that World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy fourteen, New World, like those are MMORPGs to Big Daddy Mike here. But I do have to be cognizant that that's not necessarily the mainstream definition anymore, especially if you just truncated at MMO. Yeah, MMO in, in and of itself is really interesting because when that's usually where when I it's always kind of interesting because like people will come in and out of the woodwork. Um, in interesting ways when i'll because i'll say i don't view final fantasy 14 as an mmo i view it as an rpg mmo in yeah. this case the rpg in my perspective is first and the mmo is second like it this is where like we get yeah, it. and that's where yeah. we kind of differ i guess mm-hmm. on that even though we come from the same generation the same yeah. path almost of growing up playing these particular games and starting with 11 then kind of checking out world of warcraft and you know we came from that same that same space but to me, the RPG element applies to the character yeah. and the character yeah, development yeah. where you, the RPG, ties more to the story. Yeah. That's what you 100%. associate with an, uh, an RPG. So well, I could easily yeah. see why you take 14 and say it's an RPG MMO based on story kind of being the primary RPG flag for you. And I say, no, no, no. No, my friend, that's an MMORPG because RPG refers to the character development. I get it. Both sides are right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. There's no like, oh my gosh, like there's no official definition within uh, right. the, the Library of Congress where they're like, okay, yeah, this is how we will always refer to it. But it's interesting because, like, that's actually what I've always argued, especially when ARR launched, because there was a shift in 14 where it went from sandbox to theme park. And in that shift, it's interesting to see how the game is continued to develop. And when I was playing yeah. ARR, uh, I remember I was actually promoting it. I was like, guys, this this is le- like less MMO and more Final Fantasy. It is a Final Fantasy game first as a strength in what it is actually offering the player base. And I think that's actually one of the things that hel- has helped to define its success, where I've talked to many people who once they get over the, the fear, because like MMO, I've seen can have this 
this fear connotation tied into it. Like, oh man, like, oh, that's those are the games that just absorb your life and you have to quit your job and leave your family in order to to try and keep up and to compete. And I would say like, well, no, that, that might be World of Warcraft or that might be an, like an MMO that you're, you're familiar with in the global scheme. But here they it's structured in a way that I feel like it allows you to take breaks and it allows you to experience the story. And then if you want to, all of this end game quote unquote, which is a term I don't really like because I'm a Final Fantasy 11 player. Like end game begins at level one. That's the best design in my opinion. But when it comes down to it, like the content that's available. All right, let's be honest. In 11, end game began at level 18, farming snips for the stupid crab apron <laughs> for your sub job quest. Oh, that's no. where you can start started. fishing at level one. Like and fishing is <laughs> such so uh, profitable. Like your end game could literally be like d- dominating the market because of the player driven economy. Um, but no, in, in it's, uh, in it's, in it's like in its, in its grander, like to see how it's evolved and how more people have been able to make it a more approachable yeah. experience. My hope is that more people get to experience the story and overall, whether they like it or they don't like it, like that they've at least tried it, that it becomes this, because I've seen, at least my fear is within the genre is that when you look at Wildstar, like you take out, you don't, we'll talk about new world later here in the show, but when you take out like Wildstar, like Wildstar was the last big major MMO and it shut down. And then you start looking at anything like we haven't really we've only seen Kickstarter stuff and Ashes of Creation still like most likely two to three years away. And so it's like in terms of like, what's this what's this grandiose genre? And all of a sudden it's like there it's it's deserted. Like the only thing that is allowed to survive is things that are 20 years old, 15 years old. And that in and of itself is like or their follow ups. Yeah. Like what follow-ups? Like what? Like what am I? Well, missing? I mean, you you could you could argue the fourteen is the follow-up to eleven, and so presumably, oh, yeah. Square Enix will feel safe doing FF whatever nineteen as the next online version. Like mm-hmm. you would get another iteration there. Uh, but yeah, and there's there's also like the 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 term MMORPG kind of for for a new player has that not just like the the oh my god that's the type of game you get addicted to like you were talking about, but almost the the idea of a or the perception of a forced social aspect mm-hmm. right and that's not what a lot of players want they oh, just yeah. want to go do their thing and if there's others there and they want to do something yeah. right but you, there's like that oh well at dungeons i don't want to be with other people i don't have four friends and i don't want to be with other people so yeah. there's going to be huge portions of this game that i may not get to explore and yeah, you're 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 right. Fi. I agree with you. Fortnite is a battle royale, not an MMO. I'm simply making the case that others have made. Not, it's not a stupid case. I would. It's it's a, it's a no. Fortnite as an MMO is a really good just kind of thought, you know, experiment. Yeah. You know, yeah. like where do you fall? Like like where do, that is a really that's a question I also like to ask people because like where do you fall on that? Because if Fortnite is an MMO, that tells something about you, the gamer. Not that you're right or wrong. It's just it's just a very like you know, kind of just thought experiment that I think it's always fun to ask people that. And then Tarkoth says, I, I uh, fall on the core gameplay loop in this case, a hundred players mm-hmm. it being the core game. Yeah. There's thousands and millions of you online at any given time, but in a match, there's a hundred of you. That's not massive to me. So sorry. What you're is not massive an MMO. then? Right. So uh, what is 100 and, 173. 173 uh, be, no i don't i don't know i've never <laughs> i was like wow he just yeah. like we're gonna put a pin in that you would have been even more impressed if i would have had a damn compelling reason for that too like... well i was like is that like the max zone size that it was supported in any like because like, oh, i think it's 175 and 14 no. is the zone size but maybe no, i'm misremembering it, it is one of those like you think about it is 200 massive is 500 massive 
Is a thousand massive? Is ten thousand massive? Is a World of Warcraft server population massive in and of itself? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, to me, I a hundred players isn't massive in my book. Sorry, not anymore. Not anymore. Yeah. Many many years many ago, years ago I would massive, have been impressed. Yeah. Uh, I, I would say once you start hitting the four digits mark, that and, uh, just just yeah. just as an arbitrary off the top of my head, when you start talking player numbers in the thousands. You're now talking about a massive amount of people on a server yeah. or an instance or a shard or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. One of the things that does irk me about some people giving the answer, they're like when they start talking about potential players in <laughs> as a part of their MMO, like, well, there's millions of potential people that I could play with in Destiny. It's like... Yeah, but you're you're running with squads of six, and that's some of the the critique that yeah. I've given on fourteen. It's like, okay, like you're in fours, you're in eights, you're you maybe in twenty fours, and then if you're doing the Fortnite, uh, the Fortnite, the the front lines, you know, you're at seventy two. It's like, huh? Like we're not experiencing this, like in terms of the the instance content, like this big massive thing, with the exception where I felt like Boja and Eureka really did feed that thing. To yeah, me. like they they like those spoke to me more as a veteran than anything else. And it makes me want more of that in 14. So I'm kind of curious to see if we see more of that in Endwalker or if they just go deep dungeon, which honestly I'd be fine with as well. I mean, I've missed the deep dungeon uh, in, uh, in, uh, in, four, in 14 for a little bit. Um, I do have Damn, a Fido in your chat is like, we're, we were mind melded today. Oh yeah. Capable of supporting a thousand concurrent players on a single server. That's, that's my mark. That yeah. Is. That's okay. my personal mark. Perfect. We are right on point. Now, I do want to uh, say thanks for the super chat. Six Gun uh, says, question for both of you. What MMO would you all recommend for a more chilled and laid back style of play? So that's to you, Mike. Ooh, oh, me first? Yeah. Elder like, Scrolls I'm, Online. Really? Talk yeah. to me about that. Why? Yeah. I, and obviously, I'm a huge 14 fanboy. I don't think we need to establish my credentials on that side anymore. Store, like, look just behind him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or the show, the number of sheer number of podcasts I've done on that damn show, that damn game. So I would make the argument that, yes, Final Fantasy certainly can fill this void, too. But just to not talk and gush over Final Fantasy 14 for a little bit, Elder Scrolls Online has kind of become my... I don't feel like getting involved in a ton of 14 to stuff tonight or Savage Raids tonight or Island Sanctuary stuff tonight. I just want to, you know, just chill uh, because I literally do everything in Elder Scrolls Online by myself. Like, okay. I'm not in a guild. I'm not in a trade guild. I'm not in anything. I have a few friends that play it, uh, but, you know, maybe they're on, maybe they aren't. Usually they aren't. Uh, so I, that is my, I love their dungeons. You don't have to worry about huge DPS checks in their regular stuff. Like it, it is my, let's go craft for a couple of hours. Let's go do a zone story, right? Because there is no, the whole one Tamriel thing is really conducive to this style of play. I understand that it does have drawbacks for somebody looking for, one huge long narrative like Final Fantasy XIV or World of Warcraft previously delivered, it's going to fall short if that's what you're looking for. But being able to just jump in level one and say, dude, I really liked Skyrim. I have the expansion. I'm going to head to Western Skyrim and I'm going to go do that zone story. You can. 
uh, oh, you know what? I really love Morrowind. That shit got added. Let me jump <laughs> over there, and yeah. I'm just going to do that zone's story. Like, that is very compelling to me for being chill and relaxed. What story you want to tell today? Go to the zone, start the zone story, have some fun, finish it, don't finish it, jump to the next zone, doesn't matter. So that's been kind of my, like, no pressure Nobody knows I'm playing. Like, like I'm a closet <laughs> Ezo fan, I guess. Right? Like, oh, let me go offline on Steam and <laughs> just play some Ezo. Nobody will be able to tell I'm not playing Final Fantasy at the moment. Uh, but yeah, that's definitely it for me right now. That's good. It's really good to hear. That's actually a really great recommendation. I know my brother just was like really big into it and we played it for a little while back when it launched on console and my my i guess my litmus test for like going back to play ESO would be i would love to see console and pc their worlds at least with a cross even if not cross play with a cross progression because yes. i've been like i i got like i've given been given versions of the game on pc like with the expansions oh. i get invited every time like because as an mmo content creator like hey the latest the expansions on its way would you like to you know play it and i'm like yeah Oh, you know, like I have a character over here that if I could, if I could bring him in over um, here, I would, I would, I would go the back. Funny and play. story. I own Elder Scrolls. I've owned Elder Scrolls Online since launch day. I was mm -hmm. at Game Breaker when it came out. I bought the huge, big ass. You can't see it the way the shot is cropped, but it's back here. Uh, the huge collector set for PC. And I hated the game at launch. Mm -hmm. I absolutely hated the way a lot of stuff was implemented in there. So this now, fast forward to this day, I own the game and all of its current expansions on PC and all of its current game and current expansions up to high aisles on Xbox and PlayStation. Why? For the same stupid reason you just talked about at different points through the years, different groups of friends or like mm -hmm. my brothers would be like, Hey, we're going to check this out. And I'm like, yeah, I know all about that game. Yeah. I'll, I'll come with you. What are you, where are you playing PlayStation? Ah, son ah of no, yeah. buy it all when it's on sale and jump in there like my playstation character is like 300 400 champion points and i know that's that's garbage compared to where you can get to but it was my most advanced character at the time when 810 was the champion point cap my pc player uh, character main is not even level 50 mm -hmm. after the show tonight sometime when i play it'll hit it'll hit level 45 and i can really start rocketing things because undaunted pledges will open up but it's because of that. Like I've progressed on each of these different platforms that I don't have oh. one consolidated character. It's so aggravating. Do you have multiple characters on 14? Uh, yes. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That both of those tip of the hat. Like I do have multiple yeah. characters, but it's like, I literally just have the one character. I've got a, like a couple of alts that I'll use like to kind of highlight a point for a video. Like, yeah. okay, yeah, let me go back to, uh, here's the new player experience or et cetera, but. Yeah, I mean, 95% oh of the time on 14, I'm on one, my one main. Well, still like, like the, the other, but the, there are two others that I would say that I've actively played. And then there's like three or four that I was just goofing around with friends doing that were brand new to the game and stuff like that. I got I got a follow up 14 question. So remind me if I don't get to it right after this, but what's man, your casual yeah, chill game. That's what I was like. I want to answer this before. Like I, I would go down another rabbit hole Um, for me right now. It's absolutely new world. Like new world in and of itself. Uh, it I'm allows. Shocked oh, what a shocker. This, this, this ginger who loves this game and has been advocating for it. Like for this last year going like, guys, it's fine. 
Don't worry about it. Don't worry about the numbers. Like freaking you out. You are the definitely the dude sitting at the table with the room on fire. This I'm is totally like, fine. This is totally fine. Let me just yeah, take a sip. It was like, we're good. Well, because in my mind, like when you take out any of the emotion, it's like, well, if they do these couple of things, like this is the model. Like this just for me, like if I look at 14, I was like, you factor out my love of, of Square Enix and, and Final Fantasy. I was like, what did Yoshi P do? Chris over for gaming kind of he put out like an incredible video if you haven't seen it his uh, spreadsheet basically showing off like let's factor out all the motion and let's just look at it by the numbers and the dates and start counting time between patches and live letters and it's like here is the like this formula of communication and content and it's just wild it, and it was one of his best videos to date so I cannot stop plugging that and everybody's advocating for Chris to make more spreadsheet streams because the guy's a nerd and when he when he flexes like he, he really knows his stuff but for me like new world is this invitation into possibility and while every new world player that's active is like yeah game's got a lot of potential no no new world players like this is the time this is the best you know mmo you know around it's like no there's definitely content missing there's definitely features that need to be fleshed out or added and that's the thing we'll have to wait and see ultimately what happens but when you step in and you're like i might do this like I don't step into New World with a checklist. And I think that's yep. something that changes up the experience. Where yep. in 14, I do have a checklist. Now, I happen to like that checklist. That checklist is predictable. It's warm. It's yummy. You know exactly what you're going to get. And I know that within 30 minutes, if I have a 30 minutes to an hour, I know I can get some progress in 14. And that's predictable, right? right. New World is this, you step in and you're like, I might go do this. And then while you're doing that, something might happen that draws your attention. And you're like, you know what? I'll go do this now too. And I have, uh, every time I step into the game, I have a very organic adventure. It's not an adventure that's driven off of checklists. Yeah. It's not an adventure that's driven off of things that have to get done. It's an adventure of like, well, we started doing this and then this happened and then we started doing that. And then somebody said this. And so then we went ahead and decided to jump in with them or we decided not to. It is a very choose your own adventure in a, in a beautiful world. Like the world just kind of absorbs you in and time flies by fast. So it's very cozy, but it also offer, uh, offers the opportunity to get sweaty. So we've been doing some dungeons and we either win or we lose. And going into the dungeon is, is not a guarantee of a victory, which is kind of refreshing. And that's why with 14, I'm thrilled and so excited for Criterion. Like I Same really here. like we have been as a community begging for that yep. for a long time. And I, in my mind, if I don't, if I like not even as a content creator, like if I'm not there on day one, I've been lying to Square Enix this entire time. You know, like <laughs> I really want some harder dungeons. Oh, they added harder dungeons. Oh, you know, like, does he? Does he? He's just fishing in our game. I don't think they really want harder dungeons. So I uh, thank you, Six Gun, for that uh, for the super chat for that question. Appreciate that. Now, the question I had for you in terms of um, Final Fantasy. Oh, because, that was uh, you, oh, one thing yeah, you mentioned oh. there made me think of in yeah, Elder Scrolls 2, one of the reasons that I kind of just jump into there. Uh, I like the aspect of every class being to be uh, being able to be every role. Mm -hmm. So like you said, you know, the, the, the path isn't charted for this evening's gaming session. Right. Yeah. If I get on my necromancer and I'm spec healing, which is what I'm doing right now, because I like running some dungeons to kind of grind the levels out real quick to catch up to my my console character. Uh but if I'm not feeling it that day, I go spend a little bit of gold and all of a sudden I'm still a necromancer. I still have access to all the abilities that I've had access to now, but I remap them in a different way and now I'm a tank. Or I remap them in this way and try new builds and now I'm a, a DPS uh, and I'm a melee DPS or I'm a magic DPS. Like you can 
take one class that you're just like absolutely enamored with. I love the necromancer in games mm -hmm. and I can play it anyway. Like, and they're all viable. Obviously, some are going to be better than others in the end game super meta, but that doesn't matter right. for your chill. They are all viable for that chill content, which I absolutely love. That, and that's going to be a question uh, to you. What is one of your biggest pet peeves when it comes to MMORPG culture? <laughs> I, I got my answer based off of what you were saying, and that's what brought up this question. So if you need a second, let me know. And I'll give yeah, you my go, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Is go it, ahead. When it comes down to the, uh, the illusion of choice, like what you just said, like I love choice. And one of the things that I've, really wanted to see 14 explore more like with Boja, they give you choice you have some skills so i can now define myself a little bit more in Boja and eureka than i can any real really where else in the game and that's where i was like i that's why i'm gravitated towards that i hope deep dungeon implements that i want more choice of course the counter argument the the the, the pet peeve that annoys me greatly is like it's not really a choice like the meta da, da, da. it's like if you serve the god of meta, then yeah, I get how you're going to be like, this is the most efficient, etc. But sometimes it's just fun yeah. to play. Sometimes it's fun to sit here and, and have this, this, this world in which that it's like, this is the build that I'm going with. And I think, and that's kind of one of the reasons why, like, I like matchmaking as a convenience, but I absolutely hate it in terms of the cost that we've given up in terms of our, our choice. And so whenever I see matchmaking, people advocating for it, it's like, I'm fine if you want to advocate for matchmaking in, in these games, but understand the cost of that. Understand that Blue Mage will never be able to be matchmade and be a real job yeah. because of that. That is the cost of that that service that you get because we want to try to avoid especially in 14 toxicity and anger in casual content in the in the end game it's always going to be there that's one of the things i'm always like never surprised by they're like what did this community turn toxic i'm like listen it's not the community it's a, it's called difficulty as soon as you start challenging people then all of a sudden you're gonna be like all right like i'm sorry if you're if you're if you're dropping 20 percent dps we're not going to clear this phase and then we're all wasting our time like I think there's right and wrong ways to handle it, but at the end of the day, like it's it's in every game. Like I, I'm not surprised by it, but maybe that's just my um, history. So, what's your pet peeve? I, I got one uh, as far as like game development slash advertising slash billing along the lines you were just talking about goes, and then I have one on the R side of this, like okay. the commu the community side of this. My one in game is don't bill your MMORPG as me being able to go anywhere and do anything I want to do without giving me compelling reasons to want to do that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I don't care that, yeah, hey, that mountain over there, if you want to go explore it, you can. Cool. Okay, that's cool that the fact that I could walk all the way over there and do that, but why would I want to? Like, is there anything over there that's going to make it interesting? Am I going to see interesting things along the way? Um, Am I going to see different events along the way? Like, you know, Guild Wars 2 uh, had the kind of like dynamic events, right? Minotaurs take over the camps was always like the base example they gave. Uh, Rift had its, what were they called? Riffs. Oh, yeah, Rifts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I was like, all right, well, if you need help. <laughs> no, I didn't. <laughs> but there was like these interesting things happened, and whether you took part in them or not didn't matter. They were there. You could see them, and you could, you know, go explore them. Um, don't advertise your game as go anywhere do anything and then have wide open spaces where nothing freaking happens mm -hmm. uh or there's nothing interesting out there it's just like wow yeah you textured this plane really awesomely great job guys um 
So that's in-game. Give me reasons to want to go explore. And that doesn't mean I have to find something around every nook and cranny. You don't have to, you know, overindulge and give me that dopamine kick every time I swim through a cave. Uh, but I should occasionally find something if I want to be an explorer, right? Right? I should occasionally find something cool. Um, outside on the community, and this is uh, just probably more from being in gaming media uh, than, than general communities. Uh, I can't stand the toxicity that comes with a quote-unquote dead game. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and to a certain extent, it plays, it cuts the other way, too. Mm -hmm. The absolute white knighting of uh, very successful games. Uh, I don't care whether you think New World is dying or not. I really don't care. Like, uh, it's not for me. And I knew that. Right. Probably, I knew probably it wasn't going to be for me going in. Um, I had been in a lot of testing back when it was just a survival game. It wasn't yeah. even an MMO yet. Yeah, that's, just, uh, that's an interesting story, just its development, but good. Yeah, and, and so I knew the game probably wasn't going to be for me, uh, and it isn't. I do like maybe going in every once in a while and just hearing the audio design. They did such a fantastic job on that. Just, like, go cut down trees, you know? <laughs> just thunk, <laughs> thunk. Oh, anyway, yeah. but I have no desire to see it die now i think it's important as a fan or somebody that covers it like you or i for varying degrees of you know professionalism slash content creation to be able to recognize hey a game's not doing well and here's what here's probably why right like we should be able to have that discussion i just i hate when it just devolves into why on earth would you play new world it's dead why on earth would you play x it's dead who cares at the end of the day, we're all sitting here bitching about video games. Do you know what a privileged life that must be for all of us? True, true story. <laughs> like, it's like, and yeah, where that's the absolute worst thing we have to do today is talk about. I can't believe Ginger Prime's playing New World again. Oh, Isn't no, that no. game dead? Um, but then flip side, the White Knight side comes mm -hmm. with that too, and you you see that with some of the more popular games where it's or like, the games that aren't even out. Yeah, you can't acknowledge faults. You can't yeah. acknowledge skepticism in whether the team will be able to deliver on X, Y, or Z promises without you're just a detractor, go away. Like, I hate that. It's it's like politics. There's just the absolute extremes dominating the, the vocal space. Yeah. Uh, when 99% of the audience is, is in the middle and realizes eh, it might be good, it might be bad. It's yeah. just not for me. I want Amazon to succeed with New World because I don't want them to be just a publisher. Well, beyond I just want publisher, them in yeah. the development space. Well, I think what's interesting about AGS and stepping into this space, because this could go either way, good or bad. And I, you know, I'm going to continue to say, like, you never know. Like, these are companies, but we don't really know what their intentions are with, like, gaming because they haven't been in it long enough. But from what they're doing, seems interesting. What I'm looking at also in terms of the MMO genre as a whole is that the message that the the player base has continued to reiterate is that you just don't want to put your money here. Yeah. You don't want to put your money in this genre. And that means I think the genre is just eventually going to go away or a long time from now, then you'll see a resurgence in it. Namely, because if I can't make money, you know, at, like if I, if you're going to tell me, Hey, I need you to spend, I don't know, 200 million and we're going to make this game. And the risk is, is that it's not going to make that money back. You just want to, you want to light 200 million on fire, you know, like, no. Right. And what happens, that's what actually concerns me about new world is not that it's not 
doing quote unquote doing well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, they've gone from sixteen thousand concurrence to like forty thousand, and if you extrapolate that over monthly average users, that those numbers are looking very very good. Um, and I think it's just going to go up at least in the short term with Brimstone oh, Sands coming. The short, and, easy in the short term, yeah. Right. And when Sands comes and a couple of weeks go by, it'll be interesting to see just from a sidebar standpoint where the numbers go four weeks after Brimstone. But anyway, with those numbers aside and the fact that 99% of the MMORPGs on the market would absolutely kill for those numbers, mm-hmm. like they would cut off your leg right now if it meant that. they got those numbers. Uh, I the, My concern is that those aren't the numbers Amazon wants um, or was expecting or is willing to put up with over an extended period of time to potentially give it the time within AGS to make these improvements that they seem to be leading in the right direction. Mm -hmm. They seem to be recapturing people. Will Amazon parent company give it enough time to do that? I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't that's my only concern with with New World. So the nice thing is actually I have inside information into uh, some of this aspects. Ooh, yeah, do tell. Do tell. Um and so again, like and this is this, my cynic my cynic is always kind of like questioning the information that I've been given, but based off of conversations that I've had with higher-ups at a, that that aren't a part of the New World team, mind you. Um, yeah, that that's the thing. Like within AGS, I have a feeling there is full oh, support. They are, strong, they are, they are hung ho. Do they it, are do excited. It, do it. Like this, it's it's mom and, and dad they're above having, AGS. Yeah, it's hard work, and the, but they're having fun. And like from the conversations, at least that you know, again, hey, you're talking to a content creator, who knows, right? Um, but the 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 information that I'm given is like Amazon's, please, they are all in on gaming. And when I say all in, if your feet, if your toes don't have a weird sensation when you hear that, like you should understand the monolith that is Amazon and what that means for a company like Amazon. Like they yeah, are but all what in. What does that mean? That's so vague. Like, it's, does that mean, hey, Lost Ark's making a killing. We're just the publisher there. It's rumored we're going to be doing Throne and Liberty, which will bigger. probably do well. Like is 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 just picking up more and more publishing deals could be and, and they're also inter- they're also there. working on more internal mmos that are actually okay. being built as mmos as opposed that's, to new world evolved into an mmo and that's like people right, like oh right, it's right, lacking right. this it's like yeah the fact that it is in my mind for my opinion the fact is as good as it is considering how it evolved into that it means they found the fun they refined it and then they're like oh okay this is the way we're gonna go because they're again just kind of figuring out how it goes i'm really like their next uh, their next launch will be more telling to lessons learned versus like lessons forgotten in my opinion. Yep. But I think it's essentially, you want to think bigger. Like you got to look at what it's, what are they trying to build? And in my mind, it all comes down to prime gaming. What does yeah. drive value overall? Not just like within the fact that it's bundled right now is it, you know, do they uncouple the bundling? Right. Do they find a way to make prime gaming its own service? And how do you do so? And then imagine what Sony's doing. And then this isn't just my like looking at a- AGS. Then all of a sudden I started listening to what Sony's talking about, how they want to build out at least 10 games as a service offerings in the next three years. And that's why they bought Bungie. And like all of a sudden it's like things are coming to coming together of it's not just about like delivering, you know, a new game every month, like Game Pass has to, it, yeah, it, there's an insatiable feed, a hunger that Game Pass has and Microsoft's buying studios to buy to buy these games. But the other thing that kind of offsets that is these games that have maybe a yearly update that then drive people back in. And in my mind, I started thinking like, well, over the course of the next like five years, do we see Amazon having, I don't know, like even with the publishing deal, 
Do you see them having five, six MMOs? Do you see them them saying, hey, Prime Gaming, it's either uh, an increased cost within your Prime Amazon subscription, or we're going to just sell it to you direct and you're going to get all this service. You're going to get all these features across a, we don't care if you play Throne of Liberty. We don't care if you play, like I'm going to say, like, I wonder if they pick up Blue Protocol. Like we don't care if you're like playing whatever game you're playing. Guess what? You're in our, you're in our ecosystem. You're integrated with our Twitch. Like, I think that they've got some, when I say that when, when I, the, the, the feeling I get is like, all of a sudden it's like, okay, this is, this is a big moving, I mean, behemoth. The downside is it's a big booming behemoth, you know, Sony uh, SOE did that back in the day, right. With SOE station pass when, before it was sold and became daybreak and everything with, with EverQuest EQ2 and DCUO and there was whatever, five or six uh, total products, many of them MMOs, all bundled under one subscription. And that was just, here's a bunch of MMOs, here's a one-time fee to get into those. That doesn't even start stacking the value-added services that Amazon can offer yeah. on top of that right. with the Prime and, and Prime Gaming and and the Luna uh, streaming Luna, stuff and like yeah, all yeah. of that stuff. Right. Yeah. So that's what, that's, what the, that's what that starts to mean for me, is that New World is a it's kind of canary in the coal mine right uh, that it's like if they kill it like everything else after that it's like i, I how do you trust it right like how yeah, do you, you can right if if they kill it they need to go exclusively as a publisher like 100 if, they, if yeah. they stab new world now what they could do i think would be establish a second product mm-hmm. like we're we're like we've talked about here and then down the road, make a decision to do something with New World. But if you mm-hmm. stab New World before you have a second viable product on the market, you're stabbing your then, second product, then then you just become a right. publisher. Just right. get out. If if EA comes out and says, "Hey, we're going to launch another games as a service," don't get into it. We know what happens yeah. with that. Like they have literally just shown you that. Hey, they'll tell you they're going to work on it, and then they'll kill it on yeah. its anniversary. It's like, hey, it's been a year and we're done. We yeah, we oh, 10-year plan? That was made up. You know, it's like, oh I mean, to be fair, Square Enix is killing Babylon's fall before its first. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just how to be is fair. that how is that just not the worst marketed and red flag game of all time? It's not even gonna make it to its first anniversary. <laughs> uh Okay, so on that note, like obviously, like I said, we've only asked the, the one question as a part of the outline. Who knows if we'll get to two. Babylon's Fall had an exclusive six month or, or year, you know, exclusivity deal with PlayStation outside of like when I, I was sitting here before the game was coming out, I was like, I have not heard word one about this. I haven't seen any gameplay. I'm Googling and Google doesn't have any information for me. I was like, the game's coming out in a couple a couple of weeks, right? In the crazy chaos of February. So that's also going against it. And then it's like, I, I, I didn't see anything that was like, fun foundationally impressive and so i was like all right well I'll, I'll wait i think if they invest in it maybe they'll turn it around who knows but then it's like oh yeah it's exclusive on playstation oh yeah it's da, da, da. i was like this is like every check mark of how to kill a fran- how to kill a game especially a multiplayer game so <laughs> like yeah um good call i guess you know that's it's unfortunate well, i mean and it was also a bad game like oh, yeah. i mean on top of that it was a bad game with a silly art style that was uh, not not conceptually the way they should have gone or was not how? at least implemented how does the way something they like that happen after 14 one like how does that happen after like i know this isn't yoshi p's division but it's like how oh, it wasn't the, even square it was, right, it was games right, right. yeah like the, the squares is the publisher 
that's another thing too. It's like, didn't you learn from Marvel's Avengers giving games as a live service to a company that doesn't have a history with games as a live service? You know, yeah. Platinum Games is not known for games as a live service. They're known for Bayonetta and and single player action games like that, and would have done really well. And oh, anyway, whatever, oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll, oh it'll, yeah. So it didn't. That didn't. They, they, yeah, they announced that they're killing that one. Yeah, they're killing that, and it's and the the servers will technically will be shut off before it hits one year old if you count the early access it'll it'll die on its one year anniversary the servers uh, will be shut off if you count early access so yeah but that that just disestablishes trust though like they you know even even though it's you know square Enix didn't develop it like that's like i get was there some kind of like we got a so this year uh skull and bones is is launching do and not buy that. Agreed. Uh, the I when somebody told me that Skull and Bones was launching, I, my my response was, I thought that game launched like three years ago, four years ago, right? And the answer was no. So it sounds like it's launching because some kind of contractual deal with Singapore is yeah, coming. They up. had to. Yeah. They had to. So it has to launch. So it literally, it's like, guys, like, no, 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 like. Ubisoft got like tons of tax rebates and different incentives to open their uh, Singapore studio. Uh, the requirements on their side were obviously hiring a certain number of Singapore residents and things like that that normally come with those kinds of deals and that they had to release one Ubisoft Singapore specific developed title by X date. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, don't don't buy Skull and Bones. Do not like if you watch all the reviews and the streamers and everything for the first week and you like what you're seeing and OK, fine. Then if you want to shell out the do not buy that day one. I actually, I probably shouldn't have done this from the MMO bomb Twitter account. Now that I think about it, I probably, <laughs> I probably should have done it from my personal one or from uh, Ready Check Radio. Uh, but they were tweeting out different stuff a week or two ago, and it was like, uh, "What do you want to name your ship?" And, and so I replied, "The SS Waiting for Reviews." Uh, then, <laughs> then they asked another question. Uh, what was it? A little while later. Um, they, they, I forget what the question was, but I was just, you know, okay, fine. We're going to go down this road again. Uh, and I, I called it, you know, the uh, name your captain, I think is what it was. What was your, gonna, your captain's name going to be? And I just, I just said, captain somewhat still dubious. Like I, I've just been hammering their Twitter. Probably not wise to do it from the MMO bomb account, but whatever. I, it's funny. What are they going to do? Right. What are they going to do? It was funny because like one of the things that just amuses me about social media and the internet is that, people will put opinions of this account don't reflect that of my employer. Like when you talk about the extremes, like we're 99 people, you know, think like, Oh, Mike tweeted out something. Oh, clearly MMO bomb is yeah. anti this game. Boo MMO bomb. Oh, uh, uh, well, know, yeah. I tweeted it from the MMO bomb account. Yeah, so but now, now you know where we now stand. Like, yeah, <laughs> MMO bomb, anti uh, skull and bones. Anti yeah, make sure bones. when you're reading anything about skull and bones that you recognize whether it's a news tag and you know it's just going to be straight facts that you need to know or an editorial tag, in which case you know where I stand. <laughs> yeah. the um That actually always just concerns me, especially when you see, like, when you see games like Babylon's Fall just fall flat on its face. Obviously, clearly not ready, pushed out possibly skull and bones I, you know I, I would put money on skull and bones not being a success um but i'd love to be wrong like that like i'm always rooting for games to be good um but in yep. in, in this case in the context like that in and of itself continues to like in my mind 
solidify that these gamers frustration with games as a service because then the answer to the problem is just wait which is a double-edged sword because i know people come and play the game anyway just waiting in and of itself doesn't necessarily mean it so you do need several people to be on the front lines of a games as a service game in order so that the second wave of players can can come and actually have a game to play do you have any concerns like that with like you know let's talk about square enix like in this case you, you brought up earlier in the show like if they decided to do another mmorpg yoshi p has himself commented that he'd love to make another mmo from the ground up and That's at correct. the same time yeah. has commented on the nightmare of shifting people from 14 to that mmo yeah because there's still people playing 11 it's like no 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 you're not taking this away from me square um what would you like to see from uh, like another like do you see the possibility of another MMO in Square Enix's future is that Final Fantasy branded yes. what do you want to see Yes 100% yes that there there will be another MMO in Square Enix's future and I don't think it's actually all that distant Oh um yeah. not that it's going to be like the next 2 or 3 years but I don't think we're talking a decade down the road or anything like that um, would it be Final Fantasy, I think, is a different beast to try and tackle. So, one, you don't want to piss off the 14 customers. Mm -hmm. Two, you really don't want to split the 14 customers um, into another game unless you have the intention of pulling like a, an all access pass type thing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, here's a, which I still am just amazed. And I know that they keep saying it's the payment system. Like why isn't 11 bundled into a sub with 14 at this point? Yeah, um, 100%. You know, it's the payment systems. They're doing, you know, okay, I'm sure you could figure this out. But <laughs> there are things called programmers and yeah, they, they could I'm probably sure work if, on that. If you absolutely needed to, you could put a third step in there to make things work on your, anyway. Like, if they go that route, I think uh, another um, Final Fantasy MMO then becomes a little more palatable. Uh, however, I don't know if there's any desire yet to explore that realm. Because I think with the way they're trying to go, or at least Yoshi P has said that they are trying to go with 14, is that they are already looking at potential engine upgrades, potential graphics upgrades uh, throughout X number of expansions and things like that. So... Uh, you know, and even Yoshi P has said in in stuff in the past that the title Final Fantasy XIV itself might not make a whole lot of sense mm -hmm. uh, with the long-term plans that they have for this title. Does it really make sense to call it Final Fantasy XIV when 18 just came out or 19 just came out? Like, we should probably do away with that. Yes, I think they'll get into the MMO space. Um, uh, it's... I would be stunned if it was for if it was another Final Fantasy before something else. And when they do go to do a new Final Fantasy uh, online MMO, I would think that they would need to be very clear with this is a new team. Mm -hmm. um, you, maybe Yoshi P goes and heads it, and they pass off fourteen to somebody else, and I'm sure that'll make a lot of us sad. Uh, on the 14 front, but from Some a business point. perspective, right. you could understand why they would square would want to do it and why Yoshi P would want to do it. I think I would hope that the majority of people within the community would be excited for Yoshi P as opposed to like, we're not losing anything. Yep. We're actually gaining something and he's getting to do this thing that he wants to do. Yep. And, and I think square because of Yoshi P and team at, at creative business unit three 
doing what they did with 14, uh, they have banked a lot of trust. And so I think that one would be, it would be a little easier for them to say, we're going to start another online thing. But I think they're going to do something else first. Uh, what IP it's in, I'd hesitate to say because they didn't even bring Dragon Quest MMO West. No, they 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 kept that over there, and that's been a big disappointment yeah. to me personally. Yeah, as somebody who's a big drag, like I was a Dragon Quest fan before I was a Final Fantasy fan, and so I was always hoping that that would make. I, it I mean, I remember on Ready Check Radio when we did the Relic Grind, the day we had the interview that Yoshi P had said, "I'd love to make another one ground up." I said on the show, "So if you're Square Enix, you've already written him a check, right?" Like. You, it, as soon as he says, I would really like to do this, you're like, cool, how much do you need? Like, <laughs> you just, if you're square, that is an immediate investment <laughs> or an, an immediate conversation. Like, how do you pass that up? You want to do that? Oh, okay, cool. Finish 16 and then let's talk. <laughs> let's talk. Yeah, after 16, I think that's going to be something, a really interesting question to see where they go from yep. there. Um, namely, because I'm, I'm, I'm excited for 16, but I'm sure that the team is going to want to work on something or has already kind of put ideas to the you know to the side about what do we want to do uh next and that's going to be ultimately really quite a, quite personally interesting uh overall for that and so what would you like to see within uh, like a, a new mmo like i i personally would be fine if they named it final fantasy online and like it doesn't need to be a number right like w w the number in and of itself confuses the heck out of people like do i need to play with the one through 13 before i come Join you in fourteen? No, right. but welcome. Glad you know. I'm glad that we we can have this conversation about the series. Would you want it? Uh, is there anything like you would you feel like you would love to see? Because personally, when I play New World, I'm like, man, I wish Yoshi P had this budget or some in, like in this like this regards. Right. I'd love to be running around on a chocobo with a, my white mage and then just cutting down trees. You know, let's go. <laughs> like <laughs> like I, that that's that's my dream. Um, what would you would there be anything that you feel that is currently missing in the in the current model that you would love to see as a part of like a, a new take? So it's really it's kind of challenging here because you and I definitely differ on this. I am not I'm not generally a sandbox MMO guy. That's not my cup of tea. And that is a large reason why New World doesn't work for me. Um, a lot of New World's um, happenings and quote unquote story is very player driven in the sandbox environment, whether it be the, the, you know, the taking of land in, in PvP and, and things like that. I am very theme park MMORPG. That's my, that's, those are my babies. I love experiencing a good story. I love going and doing dungeons and raids with friends. I, I love the immersion of uh, an open world out before me and, you know, key characters. 14 is just perfect in that respect. Now, that does not mean the game is perfect. Watch our shows. You'll see that I've been critical of a number of things, as any good fan should be, by the way. Boo and hiss. Hiss um, and boo. <laughs> Dislike this man. <laughs> But yeah, so I, it's honestly like, what, what would I want? It was very easy to look at Final Fantasy XI and tell you what I wanted in Final Fantasy XIV before version one had come out. That was literally, give me Final Fantasy XI with a World of Warcraft interface. Mm -hmm. that, that, like, that was it. Update the graphics and give me a better interface that isn't this design for a console menu-driven drivel of a mess, mm -hmm. you know, all these years later. It served its purpose. Looking at 14 and saying, what would I want in Final Fantasy Online X, I, 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 V, 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 V. Uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
because like it delivers on a lot of those things. Yeah, there's systems that I would change and things I'd wish they do a little differently. But as far as like, would you like a Final Fantasy that's very New World-ish? The answer is no, mm -hmm. because that's not my cup of tea. I want my theme park. Um, not the, not necessarily the sandbox. That's just, that's not me. Yeah, so I, think... I, I can't look at 14 and go, what would I want out of Final Fantasy 18 online? Uh, would you want that to just be a sandbox? No. Okay, so you want more 14? Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, probably. Update the graphics. Tell me a new story. Let's do it, peeps. Yeah, I think the future of the MMO is the, the blending of the sandbox and the theme park, it, and that's why it I, definitely is. That's yeah. why, like, even Ashes has started to adopt the sand park. That's what I've been saying. It's like I feel like New World's a sand park. I, I, I Ashes is, is saying we're a sand park. You have yep. your theme box, your theme park, and you have your sandbox. And that essentially allows that for players like, oh, you want to make your own fun. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV has sand sandbox elements. Blue Mage, I would define as a sandbox element. You can really just change up the game, the way you play the game uh, in any different way that suits you, the player. Uh, and that ends up being kind of interesting. Roleplay is a sandbox style element that, that like that exists in, uh, in and of itself. What I'd love to see, though, like the thing I've always wanted in fourteen from eleven would be the conquest system uh but in this way like you know with the grand with the grand companies like oh this, this grand company has patrolled this zone enough and so for this week we're gonna have these perks that go out to your entire company for this zone or something like that something to to drive people into the open world yeah. but what all that i know is like it's a massive technical uh undertaking for them to do something along those lines and so for me like i would like to see 14 get away from the very world of warcraft burning crusade gear treadmill if if that's a big enough change for you to to totally change the game yeah um I, i'm while i appreciate why they do it and, and stuff like that i really would like them to get off of all right new tombstones new gear sets do this like uh and a lot of quality of life changes need to happen that are leftover from technical debt from playstation 3 playstation 4 and, yeah and stuff like that like and we're seeing it, them make that within 14 which they are yeah. they are which absolutely is, is is a good thing but yeah like i give me a collection set like in elder scrolls once i've picked up a piece of gear let me be able to craft that if i want to remake it at some point and yeah. it, i don't have to keep it i don't have to put it on a retainer i don't have to do that like just you know, okay Here's a tab that says, have you ever gotten this? Yeah, you got that from that dungeon boss one time. Cool. If you ever want to make it again, here's the mats that you're going to need. Yeah. Um, that would actually drive, I think, drive just, a lot of the economy within that. It definitely all would. You're like, oh, yeah. I need to go and, oh, let me just go buy that those mats. Because they've yeah. already added, like, so many nice quality life features with those systems that it's like, man, that'd be, that'd be really cool to see them kind of implement that. Now, Chad wants to know if Island Sanctuary is sandbox or no. To me, no. Uh, all of our Island Sanctuaries are the same. Well, and not only that, they're also so separate from the game in the world. Yeah. So it is an attraction as opposed to like something that takes place over the course of the game. So I look at sandbox as something that takes place of the course of the entire game. So an economy, a player driven economy is a sandbox element because it, you know, everything's impacted by it. Not just like with Island Sanctuary, it's a, and it's an attraction. It's off on its own island. And there's the things that you do there are more for relaxation and coziness, not for like, oh, and only you and self-contained. They, you know, they don't leave the island with any value or anything. Yeah. Now, uh, Sir Rule in chat asks, uh, do you guys think that VR MMOs will be coming within the next couple of years? Have you played Zenith? Is that a VR MMO? Yeah. No. no. Like, I've actually personally, like, 
my dad stopped playing video games with me when Super Mario 64 came out because he had ver like he has vertigo and oh, all of a sudden the gotcha. transition I guess whatever his age was like he just couldn't handle it so he was able to hang with me for the 2Ds but as soon as they started going 3Ds it made him ill and I was like oh that's I just made a note of that as a kid I was playing uh, VR and it's like I I've done the be uh, uh, Beat Saber I felt fine oh, yeah. in that one but then I was playing a couple other like games I have a VR headset right over there and I was like and no <laughs> like I'm like and now I'm sick I do not feel well and I did not feel well taking off the headset for at least 30 minutes and so I was like well maybe there's a better headset out there etc cetera, etc cetera. so I'm not riding off VR uh, completely but I guarantee you I'm gonna wait till somebody who says like yeah I struggle with VR until now I've got great eyesight I don't you know like I've for whatever reason as I've gotten older my eyesight has remained like in in tip-top shape where I don't know if that's gonna be always the case regardless right there's something about my VR experience that I was like, yeah, this might be my Super Mario 64 moment that my dad had <laughs> where it's just like, and I play video games, just not VR games. And I'm rooting. I would love for VR to be a success, but yeah. What about, what do you think? So I do a lot of quest Two gaming. I, I love VR. I'm an early adopter of all tech anyway. So like PSVR was in here on, on release day, Oculus and, and the quest Two, And like, so I'm a big, day one adopter of of tech um and beat saber is one of my favorite games mm -hmm. of all time great workout too oh yeah no doubt no i love rhythm games that's just even better so vr is huge thumbs up for me now zenith is a vr mmo mm -hmm. um you know your first person stare down at your feet type deal and it is I don't want to say it's rudimentary because it is not <laughs> like the tech <laughs> powering. It is not rudimentary at all. But when you look at the presentation, you're like, okay, this is a, maybe crude is a better word. It's a, it's a little crude. It's a little boxy. It's a little, you know, polygonal and uh, polygonal, whatever you want to say. Uh, but it is interesting. What is being done there with casting spells with your hands and, and things like that. There is fun to be had there. Will VR MMOs ever take off? If you gun to my head and I got to pick one now, I'd say no. Uh, it's so niche. Like the MMO audience is, you know, whatever we are, 25 or 30 million now and not growing. We're just kind of right. hovering and going down and coming back up and going down and coming back up. Yeah. Um, Much like console sales. Yeah. So if you say we're 25 million, the, the number of us that are also VR players is exponentially smaller than that. Uh, and so it just, the, the cost of adoption is so much right now. You have to get a Quest, you have to get a PSVR, you have to buy whatever game is, you know, and you would be buying it for just that game and maybe a smattering. Like I own probably six or seven Quest games. You know, it's, it's not something that you're like, what's new release Friday? Let me go and see what's on the Quest. No, it, it doesn't work that way with VR. Um, is it interesting and compelling for people that are in that Venn diagram intersection like me? Yes, absolutely. However, no, long-term and broad market, I, I don't think that's a huge market and it would be one that companies are going to be very careful investing money into. Yeah. That's why one of the things, again, when, when it comes, it comes back to the theme, when I see people root against games, like you don't have to sit here and be like invest in games and give them money, yeah. but the the active of rooting against like I really hope New World fails. It's like why? Because yeah. like oh because it's taking players from your game. I think right. I think that's how MMOs did evolve. Like when you think about the subscription model, 
And I do wonder if that the business model, that they can find a good medium that serves both the business interest and the player interest. So free to play, I don't, I know that it does numbers. Like I know I'm not ignorant of it, but I hope it's not the defining model of MMOs. I personally think a buy to play model and maybe supported with the, the battle pass, which is acting as an optional subscription, you know, like when you break it down, like ends up kind of being the case. I, I see that kind of with destiny, you know, it's like, it's got its yearly expansion. It's got its content schedule that you can participate in and, yep. it, and it makes bank, right. You know, it makes bank off of volume. So I think that there's hope in a business model shift because when I look at the subscription, you know, like it just doesn't seem like it's a, it's a model that is working and it does create more tribalism because you want to you know anybody who leaves and stops subscribing to go play another game does feel like oh man like my game's suffering because this other mmo is out there i think that if we had more i don't know nomad you know support and i think the nomad support is there just not in a any kind of vocal uh you know majority uh, perspective but it comes down to it it's like um i think the genre is better like when get when people are willing to invest in it and that the only people who are able to invest in it are these big mega corps that means i think the genre itself is going to be it's going to be a hard nut to crack and we're not going to see maybe a lot of innovation or a lot of risk and that could lead to you know it being stale and that could lead to it not necessarily inviting younger generations into it because at the end of the day like there might be a day where i can't pick up a controller you know, and it's like, all right, you know, well, y'all have fun. Suit, suit in chat says exactly what I, I wanted to respond to you here. Like, I think the subscription model is still viable, uh, but I think a, a key change needs to be made, and suit is is dead right on, on where I would want to go with it. It needs to be based on an access period time, not the next 30 days. Yeah. Whether so, or not like game you time play, play or not. Yeah. yeah. It's got to be, yeah. hey, I can support here's, that easy. Here's, here's a game time card for 250 hours. Mm-hmm. And it's 30 bucks, 35 bucks, 40 bucks, you whatever. Look at, you look at people Whether in the military. Whether you burn through yeah. that in a month or you burn through that in the next two years, whatever. We don't care. We got your 30, 40, 50 bucks. Yeah. I actually, and I'm, I'm actually for, for on support for that. Um, that or the, the, the sub that covers like multiple offerings right so like yeah. you like you said like if they if square enix said here's the sub that covers 11 14 18 or whatever like it would be that's I, I that's a great deal it's a great value you know and you're getting my money and you're able to do what you need to do as a company i'm happy to pay that and support that and by the way thank you so much for the gift card uh to help give me some additional game time by the way so i appreciate <laughs> yeah, it yeah no you're you're fine you're oh fine. yeah i was just like oh very well. this is this is awkward <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I saw, I saw your video and I was like, well, I could help here. And I think yeah. this would be, this would be helpful. Yeah, several people have stepped up. So you guys thank y'all for that. But like, yeah. And so then I have friends in the military. That's like, oh, I would, I would totally play 14, but I get deployed. Like I can't justify the and, cost. And we of do that. this model elsewhere already. It's, it's nothing new, right? Like so, it's, it's done elsewhere. It has been for years and years and years since like free to play started to become a thing anyway. Like you saw all the, the Eastern cafes, uh, and, yeah. and different games running per well, hour type rates. And do you, like do that. you see, and this would be my last question. Cause then I'll let you plug yourself. Cause we like, we're a little bit over time, but do you see the, like a value in actually having the offering where you can choose to just have a sub like you normally have now and also kind of a, a paid time card, or do you see uh, like the industry actually being able to support both for the same game? So 14 says unlimited play for this amount or 250 you know, hours for this amount, you can choose what works better for your plan. Well, yeah, and, and Newspin kind of went right with you on this. Like, if they did a X 
hours, then new spin in chat says I'm out, you know, 15 bucks a month is like 50 cents a day. If you have a job, that's, that's not really a lot of money. Mm -hmm. If they do per hour, I'm out. Um, and I think, I don't think you have to be, I, and I wouldn't see a reason why the companies couldn't do both. Why it, it costs them nothing mm -hmm. to do both. Like there's no expense besides charge transactions, right? The X dollar 35 for using a visa or dollar 80, which you're already making the customer absorb anyway. Yeah. It doesn't cost you anything to offer both. And so if you say, Hey, look, if you want to give us $15 a month, unlimited play, mm -hmm. or you could give us $30, we're going to give you 250 hours. And whether that lasts you a week or, you know, a year, who cares? A yeah. year, we don't care. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Why not offer both? You know, anything that makes it easier for consumers to digest on their schedule, I would think companies would want to do. And this one costs you nothing to do. Mm -hmm. um, the only reason, the only fight against it would be, why would I give you 250 hours <laughs> that you could use for the next year or two years when I know you'll pay $15 for a month, even if you're only going to play eight right. hours. A lot, a lot of the, like, I the haven't played. The incentive to yeah. do this for companies isn't there on the per hour side. Absolutely. All right. That, that concludes the show, guys. Thanks so much for those of you who turned in live. If you haven't subbed over to the uh, podcast, we're everywhere podcasts can be found. Just check the links in the description of all of these videos, and you should be easy to find it wherever it is hosted, because I think we're on Samsung fridges. Like, I just got added to the Samsung store. So it's like, we we, we are everywhere. So go uh, follow wherever you enjoy uh, consuming your podcast. But uh, Mike, can you tell people where they can find you and, uh, and what you do? Yeah, head on over to MMOBomb.com for anything multiplayer related. I'm the editor-in-chief over there, full staff of great people writing great columns, guides for Genshin Impact characters, game design uh, dissections by Anthony. I mean, just everybody's doing great stuff. Wilfredo with videos, Troy uh, Blackburn with first look videos, and should you return to this game videos, lots of great stuff there, and that one pays the bills. So stop by the site. And then there's readycheckradio.com. That's got all of our archive shows. You can come over to Twitch, six more followers, and we'll be at 600 people there. Uh, and whether you go to Ready Check Radio, R-A-I-D-E-O, like an MMO raid, get it? Uh, <laughs> or you spell it normally like a normal damn human, either URL will direct you to the site because I am smart when I buy URLs. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. Ready Check Radio and all the socials are right there. Hope you'll come and join us there. We just have a lot of fun. Please do. And thanks so much, everybody, for joining us today. This has been Epic Loot Radio, and this has been your host, Brian. Thank you again for being here. Hopefully you enjoyed the show itself. If you did, give it a like, subscribe for more content, and we'll see you in the next podcast, video, live stream, and everything else we do over here. Thanks for watching, and I'll see you soon.